If you've never been part of a mastermind, then you're in for a treat. In today's episode, we're taking you behind the scenes to share five conversations we had with some incredible people in the mastermind we belong to. Welcome to JFDI with the two Lauras. This is the podcast for freelance social media managers, where we talk about marketing, business, and occasionally take you behind the scenes of our company too. This episode is sponsored by our friends at Agora Pulse. We have just come back from a two-day mastermind retreat, and in this episode, we are taking you behind the scenes and sharing some conversations that we had with some of the other entrepreneurs in the room. And we're going to reveal a question that our mastermind coach, Chris, asked us, which made us do something that really pushed us out of our comfort zone. But before we dive into all of those conversations and bring you all of that good stuff, let's talk about why we joined a mastermind to start with, shall we? So I think the biggest thing for us is we get bored of our own voices. <laughs> bored of each other's voices. <laughs> yeah. You know, we can all talk ourselves out of situations. We can all talk ourselves into situations. And sometimes we're so in our business that we just need someone with fresh eyes who doesn't understand the ins and outs of our business to kind of take a glance at it and go, well, why aren't you doing this? Or, well, why aren't you doing that? And and that's something that we've got, from, we've been in, a, in several masterminds now and that's something that we've always had isn't it that external look on your business and we needed that so we could kind of stop talking ourselves out of situations and listen to other people and learn from other people the two of us are pretty good at keeping each other accountable in terms of if we've got something to do, you'll nag me until I've done it. I'll nag you until you've done it. But if there's something that is like a business decision or something like that, and we're just putting it off, sometimes we need somebody else or a group of people to just be like, have you done it? Are you yeah. going to do it? And keeping us accountable. And we didn't have that. And we've had that in previous masterminds, but we were at that point where we were in a gap and we didn't have that. So that was something that we were missing. And I think also unless you're in a situation where you're surrounded by people who are like the end goal is the same as yours. You don't know what you don't know. And you can pick up some brilliant things just from what other people are doing that would never have been on your radar. Or if they were on your radar, you were like so stuck in your own business doing different things that they, they, you just didn't really pick up on them. And it's been fascinating seeing what other people are doing and just those Mm. little things or little, maybe even just a small tool or whatever that they're using that can really make an impact on you. And I think that's been really valuable to us. A hundred percent. And it's nice to see different businesses in completely different sectors. Um, But still there's, you know, common themes throughout all of them, which we can all learn from. But it's so interesting seeing how different strategies are working in different industries and whether that is transferable to ours or what we would have to do to change it to make it relevant to our audience and it's very inspiring to be amongst people that get it and are of a similar level if not beyond so for our listener that's listening thinking well hang on a minute should i be in a mastermind before we get into these conversations we have maybe we should just touch on whether or not a mastermind is right for them yeah and i I think it really depends on the mastermind, but you have to be at a point where you're prepared to invest because they're not Mm. always, um, well, they're often high ticket in Mm. terms of the cost of them. But also I think you have to be prepared to be, to take action. Like there's no 
cheat sheets, quick wins, um, slide tactics, <laughs> templates. This is about someone telling you or a group of people telling you, you, you know what, you should do this or you should try this. And you've got to go and take action. If you don't take action, you will not reap the benefits of a mastermind. Um, so you do have to be at the point in your business where you can have the time to do that like and actually make strides. Yeah, and you need to be open to ideas, to criticism, to like even just a, a change in your mindset of accepting like people giving, sharing that you're doing a great job. Sometimes that's hard to to take on because you're like, well, you don't really know. But, you know, if somebody's celebrating you, I think that's important. But also I think it's important to understand the difference between a mastermind and anything else that you might have done is that a mastermind isn't about learning more stuff. There is no, like most masterminds are not full of more stuff. They're, they're not training. They are a group of really well-established people on a similar level to you trying to do something similar. And um, maybe they're in the same industry, maybe they're not, uh, but the goal is the same. And it's the collaboration, isn't it? And the, well, the masterminding, <laughs> getting into each other's brains rather than learning more and more tactics. Um, and I think that's important to know. So if you're somebody who actually just wants to keep learning more and more, a mastermind probably isn't right for you yet. No, no, you're still courses, memberships are probably, and, and we're still, we still do courses. We still, we are still in memberships, mm. but what we get out of those is very different to what we get out of. And I suppose what we put into is very yeah, different 100%. on a mastermind level. Yeah, definitely. So if you've listened to that and you listen to the rest of this episode and think, actually, no, a mastermind does sound great for me. Just let us know if you would ever join one if we were to start one. I will put this out there right now. This is not something we're going to be launching anytime soon. But if it is something you'd be interested in, we'd really love to hear from you. So send us a DM. We're on all of the social platforms at the two Laura's or drop into our inbox or whatever. Um, and just let us know your thoughts. That'd be really interesting. Yeah, we have had a few people come to us over the last probably year or so saying, I want the next thing. Um, and sometimes we can work with people on a one-to-one -one level. So it is on our radar. We are aware that people are asking for it. But yeah, we'd just love to know if anyone else is and you just haven't told us yet. So jump into our DMs. Right, let's dive into these questions then because we had five really, well, we had a lot of interesting discussions, but there was <laughs> yeah. five that really stood out to us that I think are going to be useful and interesting to you as a listener. Um, and just bear in mind that these are conversations that we're having with like seven figure business owners. They're entrepreneurs who have started their own businesses um, from all over the world. They're not all UK based. Um, there was people in the room from Canada, from Italy, from Spain, all over. But they've all got one end goal in mind, which is obviously to build a brilliant business. And we had these really interesting conversations, which we're going to share with you now. Um, we're not going to dive into the full nitty gritty because, you know, <laughs> what happens in the room stays in the room. But I think there's a lot that you can probably learn from from us. Um, so I'm going to go with the first one. And the first conversation um, that I kind of want to bring to you is how you can be the expert in the room. Now, this wasn't necessarily a conversation that we had with somebody, but it was something that happened whilst we were at this event. And we've noticed it at this mastermind, but in plenty of others as well, that if you want to position yourself as an expert in a room, there's a couple of things you need to do. And whilst we were away at this mastermind, we were kind of pounced on, weren't we? when we weren't, weren't expecting it and asked to share some tips with the room about social media marketing. And like, this is something Laura and I talk about all the time. So it wasn't out of our comfort zone, but 
<laughs> it was kind of like putting us on the spot, making us think. But the reason that we were pulled on is because we were already seen as the expert in the room on that topic. So there's certain things that you can do to make sure that you can be seen as that expert in the room so that you, I don't want to say you're going to be pounced on because that obviously doesn't sound great, but so that you are the <laughs> one that they they pull on and, and ask that information to share with whoever it is um, that's in that room, whether it's a physical room, whether you're in a Zoom room, you know, whether you're in a Facebook group, whatever, you want to be seen as that expert, don't you? So I think there's a couple of things that you should do. The very first thing is that wherever you are, you want to make sure that at least one person in that room knows exactly what you do and how good you are at it. So for example, at this mastermind, it was the mastermind host obviously knows us really well, knows what our business is. And he was able to then position us as the expert in the room by asking us to share our tips. But it could be the the host of a Facebook group. It could be um, a couple of people in that Facebook group. It could be the person who's hosting a networking event. It could be the host on a Zoom call. You know, there's so many people that it could be, but every room that you're in, be it in person or virtual, you need to make sure there's somebody in that room who is connected with the other people, knows who you are, what you do and how well you do it. And one of the ways that you can do that is to just repeat. Obviously, you need to make sure that they know in terms of you telling them, but repeating your message all the time, just constantly saying the same thing over and over again, isn't it? Like people know that we are the experts of freelance social media managers because we are very specific in what we say in our content, on our podcast, in conversations that we work with freelance social media managers. We say it all the time, don't we? Yeah. And when you keep repeating yourself, that message sinks in. So I think that's the first tip. And I think you have to also always have kind of pre-prepared answers in your back pocket, Mm. so to speak. You've got those tips, you know. So if someone was to say to you, which people do now, like I'll get into a conversation with someone, they find out what I do and they'll say, okay, go on then. Tell me what I should be doing on my Instagram, for example, at the moment. And obviously I'm not just going to suddenly jump into a training session, (laughs) but I need to have a couple of good... uh, tips that I can share that make people go okay yeah yeah she does know her shit yeah yeah Mm. all right and it's good for your positioning but if you stumble when someone says ask me about whatever it is that you're saying you're good at and you can't quite articulate an answer then it doesn't make you look confident in in what your chosen subject area is so you can just have a thing you know if someone was to say to you tomorrow okay, give me three tips on what makes a good Instagram reel or what makes you do well on LinkedIn or whatever it is. Just have those in your back pocket because you'll probably be able to use those answers for a variety of different questions. And it just means that you've always got a good answer on the tip of your tongue because it will just position yourself so much better, especially if you can say that with confidence. And you probably don't need to think of those three tips because you've probably already created content about them. So if you're sitting listening thinking, oh my God, I can't think of three things, go and open your Instagram or your LinkedIn or wherever you normally post your content and look at what you've said before because it's just repeating the same thing over and over again. Just because you've put it on social doesn't mean that the people in the room that you're in have heard you say it or seen it on your socials. They probably haven't. And even if they have, they haven't heard it enough times for it to have sunk in and for them to do something about it. And you can keep it basic, you know, just so just think about what those things are. We all know that businesses hiring social media marketers want to see a return on their investment. After all, they probably hired you to make sure their business was being seen by the right people. 
But ROI is a really tricky thing to prove when it comes to organic social media marketing, unless you can use stone cold data. With Agora Pulse, you can easily see which posts and conversations are driving website traffic, leads and sales without being a Google Analytics expert. Get two months free with Agora Pulse at thetwolawyers.com forward slash Agora Pulse and see for yourself. The next conversation is in regards to not assuming what people know and don't know. And we, you know, we've touched on this a few times before, but I had a conversation with somebody very successful, knows what they're doing, like completely nailing it. And they, but they didn't know about the Facebook pixel, which didn't surprise me because I've always been aware that not many people are going to know about the Facebook pixel, but it was a brilliant reminder that, even people who are really successful in business don't know the granular level that we know. And we think we have to overcomplicate things. We think that when we're creating content or even creating products, digital products, courses, what have you, that we need to make them really complex and in-depth. But actually, just standing there for five, 10 minutes, explaining about the pixel, explaining the benefits and why it might be worth her getting it on her site and the, the things that she can then do with that, with that in the future, should she wish, completely blew her mind that that was a thing. A, because she's done Facebook ads before and didn't know that that was a thing. Um, but B, that she was able to go, okay, I think I need this. I think I need to look into this. I think I need to kind of take action. Now, obviously, if I was in, if if I was still taking on clients and I could have said, well, look, when you're ready, you know, drop me an email, I'll help you. I'll tell you what you need to do, you know, because we were just literally standing around. So I could say, look, let me drop this in an email for you. And then the conversation could have gone on from there. But I think the main point to take away is that we need to make sure that we're talking about the simple things that we all take for granted. You know, we've all done the courses. We've all learned from blogs. We've all learned from social content because that's what we want to learn. But other people in business won't have because they're not interested. They're not interested in the granular of how to do a transition on Instagram Reels because it's just not in, it's just not their main train of thought because that's not what their responsibility is in their business. But yet we think it has to be overly more overly complicated than that to position ourselves as an expert. But actually, the simple stuff is what people need. And the simple stuff is what people will um, really appreciate you for. And that builds up that kind of no like and trust, doesn't it? When you're giving away the level of content that they actually need. Yeah. And I think it's really easy to think because something is so ingrained in your knowledge You just think, well, everyone knows what I know. But the fact is that they don't know what you know and they don't even know what you think they know. They know way less than that. And like like you just said, it's sometimes it's because they're not interested in it or it's not part a big part of their business. But sometimes it's just because they know they need to do marketing, but they don't need to know the ins and outs because maybe they've got somebody on their team who does it, or maybe what they've been doing is working and they don't realize that they could just do one more thing to make it work even better. Or they've been given wrong advice in the past. Yeah. And I think just remembering, so this is for conversations like in person, but also for your content, just keep it basic, like so Mm. simple and so basic. And don't create content for your peers or comp- your competitors to make you feel good and feel like you're an, you know, an expert. 
create content that is relevant and at the right level for the people you want to work with. And don't follow loads of other people doing what you do because you'll see 10 people all talk about that new feature on TikTok or whatever it may be. And then you go, oh, well, I'm not going to share that because everyone else has already shared it. You totally should share it because your audience are unlikely to be following all those 10 other people as well. So don't get into this mindset that, oh, other people have already talked about it, talked about it last week. I'm not going to talk about it. You totally should. And if you're not, because you're worried about your competitors, then you just need to like stop following so many competitors or, you know, other social media managers, even if you really like them, just say, look, I'm just going to mute you for a bit. Be really honest and just say, I'm just going to mute you because I'm trying to just like clean up my feed so I'm not distracted by what everyone else is doing. Like they totally respect that. But I think also it's worth saying, even if your audience has seen that content, if they haven't actioned it, it hasn't meant anything to them. If you then tell them again and they actually action yeah, it yeah. and they get a win from it, who are they going to remember? The person whose content they ignored or yours? Yeah. Probably yours, you know? And you will have your own style. You'll have your own way of doing it. You'll have your, um, you might do it in a different format or you might explain it in a different way that just clicks with somebody who may have seen it multiple times before, or maybe they didn't realize that that content was relevant to them. So they didn't really pay attention to it, but now you're kind of calling them out on your content because that's your absolutely perfect dream niche of a business. So yeah, yeah, don't think you can't be basic and don't think you can't say something just because you've seen other people say it before. And actually, you should be saying the same thing over and over again, yeah. <laughs> you know, to make it sink in. We say this all the time, don't we? Okay, conversation number three. We, and especially us, probably you listening as well, uh, we all want quick wins, don't we? We want to, like, you know, get to where we want to get really quickly. We want the sales. We want the customers, the clients. We want the contract signed. We want everything really, like, to happen quickly. But in this business, and in fact in any business, you really need to play the long game. And we talked a lot about this last week. You need to play the long game because when you're not and you've got that short-term thinking, you really kind of get frustrated and disappointed if you're not getting those results quickly. So we were talking about this in the room and, and the, the things that we are doing now might not make any difference to our business for another three months, six months, a year, like two years down the line. And it's just remembering that Every single thing that you're doing today will at some point have an impact, but it might not have an impact straight away. And just reminding yourself of that, because I think it's so easy to think, oh, but I've done all these things and nothing's happened. So mm. therefore I'm a failure. That And that's actually not the case. It just means that you need to keep doing it, keep plodding along, because what you're doing will pay off. People have different consideration periods, don't they? We all have different uh, yeah. priorities. We all have different budgets. We all have different, like, shit going on in our lives. You know, so sometimes things aren't right for people at, at that particular time. But that doesn't mean that they won't kind of convert however long later. Like, we've seen this just recently. We've just um, started a new cohort for our social proof, social media marketing course. And... We had someone say, I really wanted to do this last year or when you first launched it and I, and I couldn't, it just wasn't the right time, but I'm here and now is the right time. And 
And, you know, that was brilliant to see that someone had obviously hung around, they'd not gone elsewhere and they'd waited because it was now the right time for them. And it's just that reminder that just because we can create brilliant offers and have amazing services that we think are the best and that everybody should buy, we do really have to remember (laughs) that people's lives are real things and people, they get in the way. Of course they do. They get in the way of their decision-making and not just from a budgetary perspective either. Yeah, and I think also people just may not have seen things at that point. Like I did a, a masterclass, which actually I'd forgotten about until today. I did a masterclass in a membership. God, this must have been 2019, probably early 2019. And it was about Facebook ads. And I'd forgotten that I did this. And this morning I had a lead in my inbox and somebody referenced this masterclass. Wow. And I was like, God, I totally forgot I even did that. And that's a potential lead for a potential customer that's taken like three years, nearly four years to come through. So if you are like, if I'd have just done that masterclass and thought, oh, it's a failure. No one's bought anything from me. You know, how would that make you feel? It makes you feel rubbish. But if you Mm. actually look at kind of approach everything with the long game in mind, it just can have much different, uh, I think, effect on your mindset. And I found that a really useful conversation when we were talking about like playing the long game all the time. And I've stuck a post-it on my desk just to remind me that we are playing the long game. Okay. Um, and everything that we do today may not may not work tomorrow. So if you're listening to this podcast in three years' time, um, we're recording this in, in, what are we, March 2023, um, do let us know that you've suddenly stumbled upon it. That'll it's be like interesting. A, it's like a time capsule. So we said earlier that we would reveal a question that our mastermind coach, Chris, asked us, which made us do something that really pushed us out of our comfort zone. But before we get into that, we wanted to share a lovely review from Fernie2310. She said, I love, love, love these podcasts. I've been a social media manager for five years and find their advice invaluable. It's also good to hear from other industry professionals who get it. We read all of your reviews and we love to hear your feedback. Would you rate and review the show wherever you are listening? This helps us to get the podcast into the ears of more freelance social media managers so we can help them just like we're helping you. Okay, so back to that question that our mastermind coach asked us. Uh, Before we get to the question, let's just explain the situation. So, we were so we were at this mastermind retreat, and it was the week that we had opened enrollment for our um, social media course that Laura was talking about just now. And we knew when we were away at this mastermind that we wouldn't be able to do very much because we were busy. Like we were in the room, you know, talking to all these people, doing all these great things. Uh, but we also knew that we had forty spaces on this program, and we really wanted to fill those spaces because we want to help as many people as we can. And if you don't fill a space, it's like, well, that's one person that didn't get our help. So we really wanted to fill all 40 of those spaces. And so we were having a conversation with Chris about what could we do to try and fill these spaces. And he asked us to do something which made us, well, I'll be (laughs) honest, it made me want to throw up. Um, We did do it. But he he told us to go live. Now, we work in social media marketing. We know how important it is to go live. But Laura and I are not people who love to go live. We plan things like we plan this podcast. We know what we're going to say. If we're going live, it's just a bit more awkward. You never know what's going to happen. And we don't love being out there, do we? We don't love our faces being on social media, probably like a lot of people. 
but he said, so he asked us to do this and we were like very hesitant. But what he said to us was, if you went live, what would that make possible? And I think if you approach everything that you feel awkward about with that question in mind, it kind of changes it a bit because what it made possible for us was that we did actually have 40 people join us on our course. So we filled all 40 of those spaces. Now, whether or not that would have happened without the live, we won't know, but it made it possible. We did go live. Neither of us were sick um, and it was fine. (laughs) (laughs) It just pushed us a little bit, didn't it? I think when you're really hesitant to do something, especially when we work on our own and we are in our own four walls, normally of our own house, we can very easily find a distraction we can suddenly see the Mm. washing as an appealing thing to be doing rather than doing whatever it is that we know we need to do but don't want to do or we can just talk ourselves out of it there's no one there to kind of hold you to account so I think it makes it really difficult for all all freelancers self-employed people I guess that you can be really hesitant to take action to do things that you don't want to particularly do. And we always think about the negatives, don't we, of doing it. We don't think about yeah. the positive result it could bring us. Yeah. And so I think it's really important to just ask yourself that question, you know, what would that make possible? Like put that on a post-it note and stick it on your monitor. Because I think even if it just results in a small thing, say you've all been pondering whether to create a certain lead magnet, but you're like, oh, you know, I just don't know. I don't know whether I'm going to do this. It's a different way that I've done it before. I don't know. Oh, I'm going to do it as a video. I don't want my face on it. You know, all these things, like 5,000 thoughts that go through your head that you're able to convince yourself, but just like stop yourself and think like, what would actually by doing this, what would this make possible? And you just don't know. It could win you, you know, you could get someone on your email list that then hires you as a social media manager or what have you. And you just don't know what the positives these things can bring. Yeah. Like if you're invited to speak on a podcast or something, or I don't know, go to a networking event and it's those things that really push you out of your comfort zone. If you just ask yourself that one question, because quite often you'll just be like, oh, no, it's just awkward. I don't want to walk into the room or I don't want to be on a podcast. I don't want to hear p- people hear my voice. But what would it make possible if it means that you can get in front of the right people? That that could make something amazing for your business. Yeah. So, yeah, put it on a post-it, stick it somewhere and ask yourself that question a lot. I know we will definitely be doing that from now on. Yeah. Okay, final conversation. I'll let you explain this one. Okay. <laughs> so when we were away, we had an afternoon where... We just stopped what we were doing and we went to laser tag. Now I'm a I'm a lover of laser tag. Laura Moore, let's say so. never done she laser was like, tag. Oh before. my god, what the hell are we doing? <laughs> and we got on a bus, got taken to this laser tag, and it was amazing to just have that pure fun. And obviously it got quite competitive. I actually <laughs> loved it, I yeah. have to say. <laughs> and it was really fun, lots of laughter. It was quite energetic it was just such a good thing to do which can I just say on that note I had no idea how much energy how sweaty you would get playing laser tag who knew well I knew I should have probably briefed you the fact that I quickly went and changed into black (laughs) strategic yeah I was like I think I'm not wearing white I don't want to glow in there (laughs) Yeah, so so we all took this time out. We were there for a couple of hours, a few different games in there, and it was it was brilliant. And afterwards, someone from the Mastermind Jenny said, "Did you know 
If you're an entrepreneur, you're 40% more likely to die earlier if you don't make time for play, which is just like, it's quite depressing, right? But I think Mm, as entrepreneurs and business owners and freelancers, whatever you want to call yourself, we go from work to home life, whether that's parenting, whatever that may be. And we often, or we focus on making other people have fun, whether that be, Mm. you know, kids, friends, what have you. And very rarely would we ever say, okay, well, what are we going to do? What are we going to do to make fun ourselves feel fun have that that enjoyment and we then later had to score ourselves on various different elements of our life and our business and one of them was how much fun and enjoyment we have in our lives and I caught score myself I think a seven or an eight I keep saying that I need to go and check what it was you scored yourself a four was it four yeah four so it just made us realize that Like we all, and this is we, as in we, you listening and us need to make sure that we are taking time out to play, to have fun. Do something fun. Yeah. But there's no end goal. It's not like, oh, well, I like going to the gym because it keeps me healthy or it's good for my mental health. Well, that's got a goal. So therefore that's not just undisputed fun. So it's quite hard. Yeah. Like laser tag was fun. It's not saying that we would do every week. But it was fun. I would definitely do it again, but it's not something you do regularly. And you told me this morning that you've started doing something which you class as fun, which I definitely don't class as fun. Do you want to talk about that? Well, let's just to give it some context. I don't, it's not like, oh my God, this is the most fun thing I ever do in my life. But when you had asked the question, I thought, oh, well, hang on. This is something that you might enjoy doing. There is no end goal, really. And it doesn't really, you don't have to go out of the house. It's just 10 minutes. Thing. And I just thought everyone's you, on their seats waiting to hear what this is. I now. thought you might appreciate my suggestion. Turns out she bloody didn't. She's very <laughs> ungrateful of my idea. But we, so the kids all do this Duolingo as part of school, um, as part of their kind of languages. And they're constantly playing on it. And it's, it's really good from a gamification perspective. And then my husband and I were like, well, why don't we do this? So we started doing it. I'm trying to teach myself French, but you can do any language on there. Well, actually, I caveat that. I don't know. I've never looked any other language, but I know I've seen... You did suggest that I learned Japanese. Well, it's because you came back with some like arsy <laughs> comment about how I already speak French and I know how to say I'm 14 I, years old. I know old how or... to say Oué la bibliothèque <laughs> yeah. for anyone who needs to know where the library is. <laughs> I understood what that meant. Yeah, so I just, I quite like it now. I'm quite competitive with it because I've connected with like friends on there. I can see what they're doing and, it, and my my siblings are all a lot on there. So is this like the Strava for languages? <laughs> yeah, well, maybe. you, you do, Yeah, maybe. Similar, not quite as... Um, Intense and competitive. Yeah, different type of person on there. Got yeah. But you don't have to, like, my husband hasn't, I don't think he's connected with other people on there. Like, he's just quite enjoys his French or whatever he's doing. And it's just, yeah, they've gamified it quite a lot. You get points, you, you get a streak for every day you do it. So I'm on, like, I think 42 days now I've been doing it. 
And if you obviously you don't want to lose that streak and then it helps me that the kids are doing it. So I need to make sure I'm better than the kids because I can't they can't be better than me when they're like 12 and 10. You know, so it's it, it, like that side of it. It's, and it's just quite fun. Like I don't have any intention of suddenly moving to France and being able to speak fluently and ask someone where the library is. <laughs> yeah. Or quite frankly, <laughs> I don't think I'll ever be going to speak at all like whenever we go to France I get my husband to do all the speaking so like I I have no end goal I just enjoy it it's just 10 minutes of my day where I'm not parenting I'm not working I'm not looking after the dog I'm not doing anything apart from something completely random and you just don't know where that might take you if you think back in back in the day when I just used to like baking and then roll on a few years later, I'm, you know, bronze medal at Cake International. You know, you just don't know where things will take you. And it's just opening your eyes up to different things. So yeah, when you start seeing our content written in French, you know that I've hit a whole new level of Duolingo. <laughs> <laughs> Can I also just say Duolingo is really quite good on TikTok, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, 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 they are, yeah. 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 So definitely go and check them out. But as you're listening to this, thinking oh my God, I need to do something fun. Maybe you are somebody listening thinking, I do loads of fun stuff. Please come and tell me what you do because I need to do some more fun stuff. And But be prepared I for her to go, no, 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 don't do no, that. Don't do it. that. But I'm, all, I'm ears, you know, I'll, I'm, mm. I'm open to ideas. I'm just also open to rejecting them. You're, she's open to ideas, but they're going to be very, very minimal things. I think she'll go, yeah, okay, I'm yeah. going to do that. Well, just still tell me them. Well, I would have I, I would have said no to laser tag, but I enjoyed it. But, you know, I'm yeah, open to ideas. Yeah, but that was ideas. because you and were forced you... into it. Well, not forced. I was forced into it. <laughs> no one pushed you. Um, yeah, there was no, no laser yeah. tag gun at my head <laughs> telling me I had to go. But I did, yeah, I enjoyed it. But also you and I and Carrie, we're going to Santorini, aren't we, on a business breakaway? Yeah. And if anyone's been to Santorini, let us know what we could do there that's fun. Because I feel like we need to do something fun while we're there that doesn't involve just lots of shots. Well, <laughs> that would be fun for you, not so much for me. Um, but I, yeah. I thought you were going to say that doesn't involve ideas. lots of work, which was my intention oh, of yeah, us also going. <laughs> <laughs> what, you're not, involved, you're not looking forward to the work or you want us to do the work? No, I'm looking forward to the work with nice views. Okay. Warm okay, temperature, good. nice food, and a bit of So fun. anyway, reach out to us and let us know what fun stuff you're doing. Um, we are on all platforms at The Two Lauras. We want to know what it is that's fun for you so we can steal your ideas and go and have some fun ourselves. <laughs> Come and inspire <laughs> us. Definitely. Okay, so there we have it. That's five conversations that we hope will make you think about how you approach things in your business. We'll be back next week. And in the meantime, whatever you've been putting off, JFDI. Ta-ra! Or, as Laura would say, au revoir. Au revoir. <laughs> <laughs>